I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off the harsh light of day and fear itself. So, Mike, <laughs> what do you get when you cross a snowman and a vampire? Um, snow day? I don't know. Frostbite? Uh... <laughs> So, uh, sorry, stackers out there. This is going to be my last episode of the podcast. Hey, Mike. What? What is a vampire's favorite fruit? Uh, a biter melon. A nectarine. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. How many are there? That's all I got. Okay. I Believe it or not, those were the best ones I found. <laughs> Everything else was too lame for me. Oh. <laughs> What's uh, a vampire's least favorite time of day? Day. <laughs> okay, his least favorite time of night. What? Tooth hurty. Oh. Because <laughs> then he can't drink. I gotcha, I gotcha. What kind of shoes do ghosts wear? None, they're ghosts. Boots. <laughs> I say boots, <laughs> 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 joke. Boots. Now let's head into this. <laughs> I thought that was leading to something. Nope, no, that's all I got. Oh. That's all I got. That was my grand I transition. Like, at least something like, uh, ooh, and now those jokes can be seen in the harsh light of day. Boom. Mic drop. What? Obama style. <laughs> you didn't scream. You dropped yourself. Uh, I screamed silently. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. Ah. Okay. <laughs> it was delayed. <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on the harsh light of day. Dingoes ate my baby are playing at the pond. Yes, they are. Um, and still, the band is really dumb, except for Oz. They are. Although Oz is wearing that Dragon Inn shirt that we saw in the movie Chance. Mm. So I saw that. Yep. That made me happy. Uh, Devin, however, is wearing a crop top. Yeah. <laughs> He's bare in his midriff. I'm not sure if this is related, but this is the last appearance of Devin. Oh, is it? Yes. He's also wearing a glitter jacket. That's um, not helping. It's going out in style. Yep. Some sort of style. It's it's more of like, I, I don't know, workout meets glam rock alternative. Oof. Oof. He went to a thrift store that um, exclu exclusively carries Britney Spears' old concert wear. Oh, that's an expensive thrift store. It is. Actually, not really. She needs the money. It's oh. going for cheap. Oh, boy. Parker and Buffy have been hanging out all week. Oh, this is going to turn out great, right, guys? I'm so happy that they're such best buds. <laughs> well, I, I, you kind of know that the relationship is doomed because it's not going to last when he's barring his eyebrows from Peter Gallagher the whole time. Oh, my God. Block those things. <laughs> These giant, hairy. Ugh. 
I'm okay. So here's my background on Parker. When I watched this Mm -hmm. as a fresh Scooby, I was forewarned that he's the worst. Mm -hmm. So I have never watched this with the fresh eyes of, oh, look, Buffy has a new bow. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure what a virgin reaction would be. Mm -hmm. I use that term purposely. (laughs) I mean, like they they do set him up as being this nice guy. Mm -hmm. Although there are like little hints, like he he's totally like checking out another girl right after he talks for Buff to Buffy for the first time, mm. and just like certain things he says, like knowing that you can kind of see like how he's. I don't know if this is a great actor or a terrible actor <sighs> because he just oozes. I'm fake, mm-hmm. but like it's is it such yeah. good acting that the, that actor is like I want to act. Like this college douche that's like being that does this college douche does this, yeah. Or that's got to be it. He has to be such a good actor yeah. to pull off that dichotomy. I had a similar problem with, um, and this is done for a while now. Uh, but the OJ Simpson show that was just on FX, Juice, uh, Juice, uh, take a shot. But uh, with John Travolta as Robert Shapiro, because it's such a weird performance, yeah, that it's either like brilliant or he's just completely gone off the rails. And I don't I can't know. Tell. No, yeah, I you after um, you and I had that conversation yeah. at work. I uh, I went on YouTube and I looked up the real Robert Shapiro mm-hmm. to be like, oh, what is he, what is he pulling from? Like he, yeah. it seems to me like a boardwalk sidewalk caricaturist mm-hmm. that like you pick one aspect of this person that you met for five yeah. seconds and you exaggerate it to make it funny. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's what Travolta is doing. What is he picking up on? Mm-hmm. And I still don't know. Oh, that is, that is nothing like the real Robert Shapiro whatsoever. Wow. So, so maybe he's just crazy. It, I mean, it's Travolta. And, and and nobody's gonna say no because it's like, yeah, he was he was in Saturday Night Fever. I guess he's, he knows what he's doing. Scientology's gonna come for us. Oh no! I mean, he's the best actor ever. Him and Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, so Willow points out that Buffy is allowed to like this one, and I I like that. Yeah. Like, don't feel bad. Don't act like to sneak mm-hmm. around. You're you can like a boy. Yeah. This one isn't evil. Uh, yet. As far as we know. Yeah, but she I mean she is single, she's allowed to, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times if you're in a long-term committed relationship, like mm-hmm. it's weird the idea that like I'm allowed to kiss people. Yeah. That's that's weird, right? <laughs> that's weird. I'm yeah. not allowed to do that. And it's also like sometimes it can just be weird like if a relationship it is in its early stages, like you don't want to like brag to too many people or like talk about it because it's like no, this is still like a new thing I'm figuring out. Yeah, what if it this fails? Is, yeah, what if it it's fails? Weird. It almost feels like a jinx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I don't get that a lot of people in new relationships do, and this is a bit of a tangent, and I mm-hmm. apologize. We never have I- those. Nope. Nope. So on topic all the time. That's why it's such a short episode every time. <laughs> is the idea that you have to, that you won't introduce your new bow to your friends that mm-hmm. like you compartmentalize? Because I've never been that way. I'm yeah. always um, really excited about the idea of like all the people I love being in one room mm-hmm. together and like love. Okay, so new relationship love is a strong word, yeah. but like all my people. Yeah. In one room, getting along. It makes me very excited. So when my friends are like, oh, I'm not ready for people to meet him yet. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. why, why What's not? wrong? Is he a war criminal? We don't, don't you want 
want to see how everyone gets. Isn't that part of like dating? Yeah. Like, how do you get along with my friends? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's going to be really long term, they, they get along with your friends. Yes, that would be important. Uh, so Parker offers to walk Buffy back to her dorm, which I find adorable because yeah. like, yes, if this were a normal girl, that is a very thoughtful, mm-hmm. safe thing to do in and, Buffy's case. In, in Buffy's case, it's like doing one of those shitty escort missions in a video game where you have to like, yeah. like show the, the person to safety. It's like, oh, and they're like walking on this slow and you still have, you have to like double back like, into oh. a wall. Like, no, go this way. <laughs> Outside the bronze, Willow runs into Harmony, who we haven't seen since the big snake. Big snake, huh? Hey, say, <laughs> didn't we last see her get bit by a vampire? Harm, oh no. Harmon. I get it. I see what you did there. I got you. Good job. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Give yourself a high five. Thank you. She vamps out and attacks Willow. Oz saves her with her his very favorite cross <laughs> of all of his crosses. <laughs> This is his favorite. Uh, he has is, so many. What does everybody else in the band think? Where he's constantly like taking crosses out of his it's jacket. Super when religious. He's, like, yeah. he's very one at one with God. Uh, this is his only move. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's tiny. I get it. Yeah, he's, he's tiny, tiny and when he's not, you know, uh, just as tiny wolf, he's not that powerful. But it's like just change it up with holy water once in a while yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. That jar of communion wafers that we never see get used. Seriously. <laughs> Bobby's never used it. <laughs> Give it does. Never. You throw uh, like ninja stuff. She eats them and then blows her bad breath on you. Uh, <laughs> it's like the gas gun that uh, Batman uses in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. I'm sorry, I blocked out that afternoon. I think a lot of us did. Mm. Harmony is like offended that they defended herself. She's so <laughs> yeah. upset that like. Not that, like, they attacked her, but it's the fact that, mm-hmm. like, she attacked them, and mm-hmm. then they have the nerve to stand yeah. up to her. She's like, oh, how dare you? Because <laughs> it's so mean. I'm going to tell my boyfriend on you. Uh, and, okay, this is one thing. I know it wasn't common at the time. This wasn't going to happen even on Buffy until later. But I'm so bummed out that they have in the opening credits the James Marsters credit. Because, like... Oh, like you, like you mean, like oh, that must be the boyfriend because it's an unknown male character that we haven't been introduced to. Right. And if it was a new character, they probably want would want some time to set that up. This is why I often don't watch the credits. Yeah, I like, try. Like, I I try not to, but sometimes. Yeah, I um when when uh, season seven was happening in real time, mm-hmm. and I was new to broadband internet internet uh, internet. With a T, internet, interwebs. When that was a new thing for me, I did a lot of spoiling shit for myself. Like just mm. a lot of Google yeah. searching like Buffy season seven. Mm. And that's how I read that account of the extra that was on set for mm. the Twerk on fight. Ooh. And it, I really like af- literally after reading that article yeah. about the guy being like, here's everything we shot on set for the last day of Ooh. shooting. With this uber vamp, vamp giant Hellmouth fight, I was like, oh, I th- I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah. I think I don't want spoilers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's also when, I, like, at the time I'd been watching credits kind of like as a game of, like, yeah. who can I see that, like, mm. I can recognize. And after that, I was like, mm, I'm just not going to watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is weird. I, I kind of went through a similar. It wasn't like a, a all of a sudden transformation, but definitely I remember younger and especially early internet days thinking like this is going to be the coolest. I can look up things on the movies and mm-hmm. shows that I like, and I can see what's going to happen. And like I'll read Entertainment Weekly and get the scoop on what's happening. And now, like, uh, if I ever am, stumble across a copy of Entertainment Weekly, basically when I'm at my mom's, sure. Um, I feel like half the articles, I'm like, I don't want to read this. It's going to spoil everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to avoid even watching trailers unless I'm actually watching a movie. Oh, I love trailers. That's why I hate the ones where they give everything away. I love yeah. the, the really, I hate the ones where they tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. And I hate the ones where they tell you everything. I like the yeah. ones where it's just like, you just told me enough to be mm-hmm. like, what's the question of this yeah. movie? And I'm like, I don't know. I've got to yeah. watch to find out. Well, I do like a trailer when it's for a movie that I, that hasn't gotten like a lot of hype I haven't mm-hmm. heard of. Yeah. Like, um, but if it's, you know, the next Marvel movie, like, I know what the next Marvel movie is going to be. I don't need to see a trailer. Well, see, and for me that, like, I, my only introduction to the Marvel universe is through the movies. Mm-hmm. Something like Ant-Man, mm-hmm. you know, I knew, the only reason I knew Ant-Man is for the Marvel Lego video game. So, like, we were playing... He's a founding member of the Avengers. <laughs> Thank you. He, uh, as we're playing this game, like, Ant-Man is a character, I'm like, and Chris like, oh, we have to get that one. I'm like... Why? Who is this guy? I've never <laughs> heard of him. He sounds weird. And Chris is, oh, he is. And Chris is explaining to me, and I'm like, that sounds dumb. I don't... Do we have to spend our credits on this game, on the, our <laughs> coins, our gold bricks, whatever they are, on Ant Man? And then we like, I see a trailer for the movie. I'm like, oh no, I have to see that. That looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see that. But that is an example of yeah. a really good cut together trailer where they yeah. don't really tell me anything about the plot, but they tell mm-hmm. me enough about the characters. Where I'm like, done. I'm in. This sounds great. Ant Man. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that like um, Chris reads more stuff on movies on the internet than I mm-hmm. do, and he's aware that I'm. I really like to keep myself virginized of mm-hmm. spoilers. So we were both very excited for the Force Awakens. Yeah, but he was so careful about not telling me anything. Yeah, and I really appreciated that. <laughs> he, like he really went to. He's like, oh, I want to tell you this thing, but I'm going to wait until we see the movie. I'm like, thank you. That's great. That's very nice. Of you. Yeah, I tried. I think I only saw any Star Wars trailer actually like in its entirety once before it came out. Mm. like and like it would literally get to the point where if i was watching something i think once even in the theater when it came out i was like well i'm leaving oh it's like i don't want to be spoiled because it's not like i'm not gonna see star wars sure yeah and i'd rather have like it be entirely new like when you're a kid yeah no oh god damn is that movie great (laughs) anyways we're talking about buffy right now not star wars although crossover buffy with a lightsaber that would be amazing (laughs) So as Parker walks Buffy home, he notices her scar from Angel, angry puppy, which <laughs> mirrors Angel being called a puppy from The Wish. Mm-hmm. Parker tells Buffy about his father's death last year and in- uses that to encourage Buffy that she should live for now because he lost his dad. So that taught mm. him, you know, and here's where I think like this guy must be a great actor mm-hmm. because this reads just exactly as parker means not as parker means mm-hmm. it to but as exactly as parker is doing yeah like the idea that someone is opening up to you about mm-hmm. i went through this hard thing with my dad's death that's that's terrible that's mm-hmm. really sad and the idea that like i lost someone really close to me and it made me realize holy shit i could die tomorrow that is something that a lot of people go mm-hmm. through and that's great that's great that mm-hmm. death can make you you know sit up and take notice and yeah. really live your life mm-hmm. 
Why is it that when Parker tells me these things, I just want to punch him real bad? It does seem like a pickup line. And like, it's one of those things where as an outside observer, I'm sure that's very obvious to us, especially having foreknowledge. Although when I think I first saw it, I didn't. I think I didn't know who he was, but I knew he didn't last until the second half of the season. Because mm. I, I think my original entryway into Buffy was about midway through this season. Gotcha. So I was like, well, he doesn't last. <laughs> so I don't, he's probably not a good guy. Or he either gets eaten, he gets by eaten or he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> These are the options. Either way, not a good match for Buffy. So he asked Buffy to go to a frat party the next night. Ooh. I find it interesting. This whole live for now makes me think about like Buffy, the very first episode when she tells Willow to seize the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was hitting on Willow. It could have been a thing. What? Shippers, you know, oh. is and you know is a thing. Oh, I know it must be. Oh, just that's what that's what it doesn't feel as as wrong as like Buffy Giles, where it's like no. Yeah, no, don't don't bastardize the uh, the yeah. paternal relationship. Yeah. Mm. But it's still kind of wrong because it's like, but they're sisters. Yeah, but they're besties. Yeah, but like they're so close that it's like they're sisters. Yes. Okay. I know they're not. I, guys, don't, don't, don't jump <laughs> off me. I know they're not actually Don't sisters. write in. They're not actually related. Excuse me. Although we never see Willow's dad. They could be half brother or half sisters, not half brothers. What? <laughs> and that's another twist. That's a whole other layer there. But what a twist there would be. Because, yeah, because Buffy's dad is like off being occasionally mentioned off screen yeah and willow's dad we never see and it's not like you always show you pictures of your dad to your friends what if they both have the same dad it's canon now they are half sisters mm-hmm. meanwhile xander is helping giles organize his books anya comes back after <laughs> fleeing the ascension and wants to know where her relationship with xander is going oh. Uh, I love Adia's return, but I do want to mention one other great line in here where he's helping Giles organize and he talks about it being a crazy system and system. It's called the alphabet, (laughs) (laughs) meaning that Xander cannot alphabetize. Uh, I guess Giles is paying him money to do chores around the house. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is such a great reintroduction to Anya. Yeah. Like the idea that like, oh, how are we going to get her back into this show after Mm -hmm. she left town? Well, well, it's Anya, so you yeah. just put her back in the show, yeah. and it fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. She's now very brunette. She is very, very brunette. That's yeah. not even like a like a dusty blonde transitional. It's hue. like boom. I may be turning into a dark witch because my hair just got super dark. I fell into a um, vat of boot shine. You want know those boot shine vats that are just laying around? Was- They're a hazard. Mm-hmm. That's what was going on with Ken in 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 season three. Those were vats of boot shine. Absolutely. Willow and Oz interrupt Buffy and Parker kissing. Thank you, mm. Willow and Oz, for interrupting that. Appreciate that. Good job. Uh, so they can tell Buffy about Harmony. And apparently about the unseasonably cold weather they're having in Sunnydale. Because they're both wearing very furry coats. I feel like everyone in this show needs to get their circulation checked. Yeah. Because they're just cold all the time. Like with Spike wearing like the thick leather jacket, it makes sense because he's a vampire. He doesn't have to worry about the temperature. I mean, like, yeah, like he's he's cold blooded or mm-hmm. like just he just doesn't. I mean, like what keeps care. us warm, right? Blood circulating through your system. Mm-hmm. If you don't have blood doing that. Yeah. And beautiful tales of love and friendship keep me warm at night in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I may have just broken this. 
Harmony retreats to her boyfriend, who's, hey, that's Spike. <laughs> you know, he's just putting a towel over his head to do rock work. Is that a thing? Is a towel? No, it's a, like it was a, a mask. It looked like a like a rag. No, it was a mask that to to stop like debris hitting your face. No, that's in the second. In the first, it's like literally like a like just like a dishcloth on his head. All right, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, so they're excavating something underground. Spike's not getting much work done, however, with Harmony pestering her blondie bear to take her to oh, a party. Oh, oh, how do they meet? <laughs> Yeah, I have theories on that coming up later. Oh. As luck would have it, he takes her to the same party Parker and Buffy are attending. who? This layer runs into them dragging an unconscious dude out. <laughs> Although the real concern is that weirdo juggling beer bottles. Yeah, who does that? Yeah. That is not like... And it's not like, it's like, oh, he's with a couple of friends just goofing around. He just seems to be doing that independent of anything. Yes, because if you go to a, a party, generally the clown, you know, after you're five is not the dude you want to hang out with. <laughs> Especially when he's not in clown makeup. He's just juggling. Yeah. Like, you know, buddy, like chicks are not into that. Like, yeah. you know, Chris Angel magic mm-hmm. is a little different yeah. than juggling And I could see bottles. it being a charming thing where it's like you're talking and you're like, oh, you know, I can juggle and blah, blah, blah. But when you're just, like, standing by yourself juggling at a party, nope. that's not a sign of, like, hey, I want to go talk to that guy. Not, I mean, not just because weird, but also you're literally throwing projectiles around. Yeah, I don't like, want to be near I that guy. I don't want to get close to you because I don't physically want to get close to you. hit me in the face. Yeah. I've been drinking. Mm-hmm. It's a party. I could yeah. fall right into you. I don't know you. how good of a juggler you are. No. Uh, so they fight, and Harmony lets slip that Spike's looking for the gem of Amara. She is the worst at being a villain. She is but i kind of love her <laughs> so like harmony is annoying mm-hmm. and everything like she's yeah. pestering she's not cool and yeah. i say this is the least cool person ever <laughs> um but she's she's not cool she just can't keep her shit together yeah. but spike is straight up abusive oh to yeah her. yeah like well, for someone who's obsessed with drusilla and mm-hmm. then obsessed obsessed with buffy he's just awful to yeah. harmony it's weird because it's like Early on in my notes, I'm like, oh, Spike, you can do better. And then later it's like, oh, Harmony, you can do much better. Yeah, it's so mean. Like, it's one of those things, like, Spike's always been evil, but he's always been, like, a romantic. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's, like, emotionally and then physically abusive, Mm -hmm. honey, dump him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to get on Maury and be like, girl, (laughs) dump his ass. Is it the girl dump his ass episode of Maury? Yes. Yes. You didn't watch those? Nope. I actually just watch Dairy Springer all the time. Oh. That was on as I was getting ready for swim practice every morning in the summer. And that was it was one of those things that I can like mark the years based on what was on early morning television weekdays on the summer in the summer. Like mm-hmm. nothing else was on. There was uh the summer of Jerry Springer. There was the summer of Gilligan's Island. Oh god. Was a thing. Waiting for my ride to pick me up. Super cool. Oh yeah. Knew all the sweet deets about the professor. <laughs> Meanwhile, Anya visits Xander in his new basement home. Ooh. I like it. She goes right to the chase by immediately stripping. It's very efficient. Mm-hmm. I just let's not waste time. Yeah. Do me. And then we get that sweet opening juice shot. Yep. Squeeze that thing. Um, the ooh, juice that box. Weird. The yeah, juice that, box. That, that sounded like a euphemism. Yeah. I didn't. Squeeze that thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. This was the only no. episode of Buffy to have an NC seventeen rating. No. Uh, no, that was, um, that would be, what's the one with her and Riley? 
where the wildings are. Oh, yeah. That's that is. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that one. That is the sexiest of all all the Buffy episodes. Uh, so Buffy contacts Giles using an ancient relic known as a payphone. That's what this thing is. Yes. It's change. You, call. you may know it as one of those weird empty boxes on the side of certain roads. Sometimes you chain your bike to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stickers on them. Uh, so Giles says the Dem of Mar isn't real. It's just like the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So just when I'm asking myself, why the hell is Spike with Harmony? Mm-hmm. He doesn't like her. She's yeah. annoying. Like she serves him no purpose. Yeah. So it's like, why are you putting up with her? There's this scene of her in bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I think they they both, and probably Spike much more so, they love to hate fuck. And I think that is the only type of sex that they have. I don't think that's what Harmony is doing. I think Harmony is doing what she, probably the way she gets any guy, is mm-hmm. she's using her, her feminine wiles. Yeah. To seduce him so that she can get things like a trip to Paris and buy me clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like girl knows how to work it because yeah. the like the line and the bed and the hair mm-hmm. and the lingerie and the line about like all these blue veins all over. Like it does it for me. Okay. Because nothing's hotter than veins. But like, no, because she's like, she's talking about like I her know. skin and touching. Like, no, like a girl knows what she's doing. Okay. <laughs> like, of course, like Spike turns around and is like, oh, Damn. All right. Okay, I'm down for that. So Anya thinks that sleeping with Xander will help her get over him. Still more romantic than Faith. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Definitely. Because you know what? I don't think anyone's going to murder anybody after this. I I don't think Anya's into choking. No. I don't know that for sure. She could be. She was a... a, But like playful. Not... Like with the safe word. Yeah, yeah. You know. Buffy returns to the party and... Returns to Parker. Yay. You know what's so rough is that this song starts and I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful song. And Mm -hmm. I'm immediately filled with regret and hatred and shame Mm -hmm. because I remember like, oh, the I know this song because this is what Buffy and Parker do it to. Yeah. And therefore, I hate this song, but that sucks for the song because yeah. this is such a good song. Yeah. This is the, we are, we are the lucky ones. This is the one that should have been, and wild horses. Because I feel like it's at the very least a lateral move between those two associations, between uh, Marky Mark and Reese and uh, Parker and Buffy. Yeah, don't ruin a great song by making me remember. Yeah. Sex with Parker. Uh, so the I mean, but the writers are trying really hard to get us to like him. He gives Buffy a speech about choice and then convenient. Oh, this is so well thought out. And this is another thing I want to come back to. Mm-hmm. He has thought this shit out yeah, because he it's... gives her a speech about choice and then conveniently makes a move, making sure that wait for it. This is her choice. Mm. You wanted this, right? Boy, boy. That's so manipulative. I made this choice to sleep with you, and therefore I'm the only person that's at fault for this decision. Ugh. So they do the sex. Yep, that's about as much as you can say for it. Sure. Um, they don't move during it. I just want to point out. Yep. They, there's kissing, but the rest of them are not moving. 
I think I think the length of the scene we saw is about how long it took. It's real time. Shot yep. in real time. Yep. <laughs> it's like an episode of 24 all of a sudden. I hate him so much. Dun, 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 dun. So much. Uh, oh no, that was awful. Ah. Nasty. Uh, think of that next time you watch 24. Also, <laughs> why are you still watching 24? I've actually never seen it. I it's, feel like I have to say that at least once every Sunnydale Stacks episode is just me going, oh, I've never seen that one. <laughs> that movie. Take a shot every time I have not seen something that Mike references. Yeah. And then uh, you can take another shot every time I say, oh, you can skip it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, we're just going to put that on repeat and that's every episode. <laughs> uh, so they fuck on red satin sheets again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. <laughs> like, that's, that, yeah. Are those like, did Buffy bring those? Those are fucking sheets? <laughs> <laughs> oh really really quick i i have something to read oh a, a kind of uh, my red sheets my yeah. red fucking sheets <laughs> i don't want to get stains on the white ones yeah <laughs> wait what is happening oh no i didn't mean that are you sure uh, oh another shit they should be brown sheets oh uh. so similar to waking up after sleeping with angel Buffy wakes up in those satin sheets alone. Oh, my God. Writers, why do you have to stab me right in the heart? Just. Oh, why can't Buffy pick him better? She's such bad. You need. This is, again, this is why you introduce guys to your friends first. (laughs) There needs to be like a vetting period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't have good judgment, girl. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of people don't. But you let Willow do that shit for you. Yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. Willow encouraged that. Where's Cordelia? She's honest. Although, I don't think Willow had that much interaction from Parker. That, yeah. So most of the info she was getting was from Buffy. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's fair. Although Cordelia might be better at it. Cordelia, yeah, be- I just want to sit him across the table from Cordelia and mm-hmm. Anya and be like, all right, ladies, what do you think? <laughs> Tear him to shreds. So uh, Buffy goes looking for her clothes and it ends up that Parker just... Went to go get coffee. And he comes oh, back you're in here. to bring her coffee. For now. Mm-hmm. But he quickly sends her packing. Because he's, uh, he's got some post-coital plans. He's going to go hang out with mom. It's totally legit. Totally legit. Not a lie. And like, Parker, you're really messing this up. Because you're uh, throwing out a girl who somehow has perfect hair when she just got up after a night of sex. Yeah, that's hard to pull off. Yeah. Good job, Buffy. So let's talk about this for a sec. Because... If you want to sleep with someone mm-hmm. just to sleep with them yeah, and you do not want a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and it is not about love, it is about two consensual adults having a fun night mm-hmm. safely with protection. Yeah. Dude, you do you. Yeah. You go have fun. Do that. That is not what Parker is no. doing. Parker definitely puts forth this air of he's pitching woo. He brings her coffee. Yeah. He does not make his intentions known from the start. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue with him. Yeah, it's the leading on, not not the fact that like he doesn't want to have a long term relationship. That's fine if that's clear from the start. Yeah, like hey, we're just having fun for a little bit. We'll you know we might never see each other after a night or two. Yes, like but if it's like you're acting as if you want to be in a relationship and revealing lots of really personal things. And, yes, yeah. And then making it seem like, oh, I'm going to you know, do nice things for you because I I want to be there for you. And then you immediately aren't there for them without any explanation. 
then you're two faced. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the, you know, he, he sets up this idea of live for today as Mm -hmm. if this is a blunt conversation about like, this was just a fun time. It's not, you were sowing that seed so you could refer to it later on Mm -hmm. purpose. And there's a little bit of onus on, I mean, there's a, I feel like equal amount of onus on Buffy mm-hmm. that she, at, he at no point explicitly said, yes, I do want a relationship. Mm-hmm. She at no point explicitly asked. She neither made sure her, that she was clear of his intentions mm-hmm. before they slept together, nor did he make his intentions clear. So I actually think it's a 50, 50 blame. I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily 50, 50 just because first of all, Parker does legitimately lie when he says that he will call her. And yes, not. that is very true. Um, but I'm talking I, about like before she makes that decision. Okay, okay. I yeah, uh, I guess I guess you you can't assume, but it also if you're just assuming basic human decency of like if you don't want this to be a long term relationship, you'll at least have that discussion with me at some point. I feel like that would be more a discussion if you guys had had been together longer. Like I feel like that's part of the reason why, or even just like continue dating. Not necessarily like sure. we're gonna, you know, go steady. But sure. Like, I think if you're intending it to be a one night stand, that's something that you should put forth like blanketly. Yeah, I feel like this is why there that it's probably if you're a relation the relationship type, mm-hmm. if you're interested in relationship, that's why I feel like unless you have the con you mm-hmm. as the person who wants the relationship yeah. has the conversation of, hey, I'm not into one night stands, mm-hmm. you then you need to have a longer period of dating and seeing this person before you make the decision to sleep with them so that you're sure, hey, this person's in for a longer haul. But they were hanging out. It wasn't like just a one night stand. They were hanging out for, for a like, week. For a week, though, is still like a, a reasonable amount of time to at least assume that like they might be interested in more than just one night of sex and never talking to you again. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing. It's not that necessarily like, oh, he has to like be her boyfriend now. I think it's more that like he doesn't give her the respect afterwards of like discussing, hey, where are we at? Sure. Do you want to keep seeing me? He's ghosting her. Yeah. That's the part that I feel is, is, is offensive. If it had been like he and her meet one night, they have like a conversation, they sleep together, he doesn't call. That's not nearly as bad as like. You were building something. Mm-hmm. I think the way he was talking to her, it was pretty clear. Like, that's what he was trying to lead her on as, mm-hmm. even without explicitly saying it. And that's, you know, because he's manipulative. He's manipulating yeah. her into thinking that, like, you know, even though he hasn't said it, that he is looking for a relationship. I agree. I just, I think there is at least some onus on Buffy. Of, I think like, there's some, yeah. 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 Uh, so a slightly less romantic morning in Xander's basement. <laughs> he and Anya are awkwardly redressing. This is this is a super realistic moment, I feel mm-hmm. like. Just the really awkward, like, what do we say here? Yeah. She clearly wants him to want her. Mm. But for I feel like Xander's just trying to be accommodating. Like she had said, yeah. I just want to sleep with you. So I, I did that because mm-hmm. I like having sex too. Yeah. Um, and then like she says she's over me, so okay, then yeah. you're over me. I don't yeah. really know what to do with that information, yeah, but don't, yeah. you don't seem like you want me to take you out to breakfast. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And I don't want to push this because, like, I I have some serious qualms dating a, a demon. Sure, yeah. No, that's terrifying. Even though that's kind of my type. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, 
I, I like the parallels they draw, especially later between um, Xander and Anya's hookup and Buffy and Parker's. Uh, but I also like how it, it also makes it very clear, like, this is a different situation. I See, I like these two scenes back to back because mm-hmm. I like seeing the similar yet different yeah. aspect. But I, then I feel like this is where it kind of needs to end. Because <laughs> after this, I'm like, eh. But it's super different because when you compare mm-hmm. Xander and Parker, apples and oranges, yeah. that's where it ends. They share a Y chromosome. Um, they both have dark hair. Fine. Done. That's it. That's you're done. Okay. So now for door number three of Jerky Guys. Oh boy. Now that Spike has gotten his rocks off with Harmony, he's back to being just a big old rude dick. Yep. All right. That's all I got. Uh, uh, Buffy comes home from sleeping with Parker to find Giles waiting for Buffy in her room. Awkward. <laughs> like I kind of like will behind her being like, how did everything go with Parker? Like, dude, I can't talk to you. Don't pull that shit yeah. when I'm trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> so Spike is close to finding the gem. Harmony is therefore not allowed mm-hmm. outside lest she screw it all up. Yeah. Which, a good call. <laughs> it, it is a, a fair move she on Spike's done that. part. Yeah. She, she would have done... God only knows what to to bring <laughs> hell upon them. I uh, also like. I think it's in this scene where um, Spike says something about, uh, "Yeah, I miss you like I, I miss syphilis," um, and I really wish they had tagged that with Harmony saying, "Who's syphilis?" Because <laughs> that's such like a perfect it's joke for such her. Such a Harmony thing to she say. She would not know that that is an STD or no. STI, whatever, um, and she would think that that is a lady yeah. that Spike used to date. Like, ah, oh, did she come before or after Dorcas? Yeah. I love that she calls Drusilla Dorcas. <laughs> That's an easy enough mistake. <laughs> so similar. Yep. Um, so, you know, we had issues with Beauty and the Beast because uh, its portrayal of physically abusive relationships was mm-hmm. pretty offensive. Yeah. I think this episode does a great job with emotionally abusive relationships, mm-hmm. especially from the Spike <laughs> Harmony angle. And I, I, the one line that really hits me with that is, I don't know why I let you be so mean to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like any woman who's been through an emotional abusive relationship would mm-hmm. be like, yeah, good call. Why? Yeah. I, do, I mean, like, you know, psychiatrists could tell you why, low self-esteem, yeah. daddy issues, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's really like, why do I let you do this to me? Yeah. And it is, it, it, it has that sense of almost like hopelessness in the moment. Yeah. That like feeling of like, you know, an outsider might be like, she could just leave him, but the person in the relation feeling like, but I can't for whatever reason. Musical montage. (laughs) Buffy is looking for harmony. Parker is not calling Buffy. And Spike is excavating his big hole. (laughs) You're just just loving these uh, Spike innuendos here today. (laughs) I always do. I love in this montage the answering machine prominently displayed. Oh, yes. If you guys don't know, answering machine was a thing about the size of, uh, I don't know, like a a, a, a Bible that yeah, there uh, you go. that uh, would you would record messages like you know every phone does now, but it was the size of a Bible and had to be someplace in your house and be plugged into your phone, mm-hmm. and it had tapes. Oh tapes. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the later ones didn't, but. So I read a forum once, again, this was back when like I first got the interwebs, mm-hmm. where someone said that they hated the montages because it always means that the writers are stalling for time. 
I feel like the opposite is true. No, I, I feel, feel like, like it means yeah. like we have so much to cover, yeah. but a very short amount of time. So let's just montage it up. Yeah, and we don't want to just have like a shitty scene of people just saying what's happening. Yeah, I love the montages. Yeah. They do it in Angel a lot more than Buffy. Yeah. And I just, I, I like it. Yeah. Spike breaks into the crypt and finds lots of pretty jewelry. I love how Spike just grabs the necklace off the head and then Hermione's line, like, you're too good to work at class. <laughs> Which is so true. It's like, why are you being so dramatic? Buddy? Yeah. Don't be a dick to that corpse. Yeah. You're, You're already corpse. stealing from it. Yeah. He's pretty sure that that emerald pennant is the gem. Yeah. He has no evidence to back that up, but he's just like. I mean, I, I think it's green and so is the actual one. And it was like around the corpse. That, I, I think that it feels yeah. like it's prominently displayed mm-hmm. on, you know, Amara. I'm assuming yeah. it's Amara. I'm assuming, or like Amara's friend. Sure, great. Jim. Uh, but just like Indy in the quest for the Grail, <gasps> he chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Harmony's pestering him. He stakes her, <laughs> but it immediately heals. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute! That should have killed her. Yep. Hey, wait a minute! He tried to kill her. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. She's got the gem. <laughs> I also love like, yeah, she has a reaction, but it's pretty tame yeah. considering. <sighs> you tried to stake me, yeah. <laughs> but immediately turn around and stake you back. Yeah. Especially since you're apparently immortal. Yes, exactly. Especially like, fine, take it. Like, no, fucking keep that yeah, shit. Yeah, keep that shit. And that then you're like, mine what? now. Oh, you're going to stake me again? You're going to be a good boyfriend. My gang yeah. and my crew, and mm-hmm. you're going to do what? I say, because now I'm immortal. Mm-hmm. Like, truly immortal. Not like, I have to stay inside all the time. I'm right, yeah, no, like, really, really. Meanwhile, at Giles's, what is that album that's more important than life? Do you know? Uh, it's Velvet Underground. I want to say the title is Loaded. Okay. Yeah. Good. Great. So they're listening to that. Hey, Giles has a TV. He's shallow, like us. <laughs> but like television. News footage of a sinkhole. Spike that's due to Spike's excavating. Mm-hmm. I like that they give a reason for the convenient news report trope. Yeah. That like they they're using this gag of Giles has a TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's just public trans t- public television. That's mm-hmm. why the news is on. The news is telling us what's going on in Sunnytown. And it's also I like it more that it's a joke of like, uh, well, that's not going to do us any good, and then it immediately like does them good. And right. They figure yeah. out what's going on. We're going through all these books. That's what we need to do. Nope. Just the technology nope. that you, you guys are making fun of. <laughs> Buffy spots Parker giving another girl his poor oh. me routine. And again, this is where you know he's truly shitty because mm-hmm. this is part of his routine. That is like same speech about his dad dying. And I don't get this. He's putting in a lot of effort to get girls. Like, doesn't it just seem like there's so much fucking work going into this? That. It might be a thing where that's part of the thrill for him. Like, as messed up as that sounds, yeah. of, like, getting a girl to kind of, like, start falling for you, and, like, that's part of the titillation for you, for lack of a better word. Yeah, that that's he what doesn't he's want someone else who just wants a one-night stand. Yeah. It has to be someone who falls for him, and then mm-hmm. he gets to reject her. This kid, I'm going to say, somebody didn't love him enough. They just hate him because of his giant to- eyebrows. I would too. Who could like love eyebrows? That face? Or... No mother could love that face. 
The, the idea that like, you know, someone rejected you. So now you have to break the hearts of all these girls. I don't. I'm trying to not just be on team Buffy, but this girl that he's currently wooing. I don't like her face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but you, I don't see how you could say anything offensive here. Like Parker's definitely in the room. Oh, okay. That's um, no, she just makes what, when, when Buffy acknowledges her and they cut to her close up, she makes a very dismissive, semi bitchy look at mm-hmm. Buffy which immediately, I think, makes everyone, ha- like, makes the audience have to hate her a little bit. I think it's on purpose. Yeah. And I don't mean to say, like, she's ugly. She's a very, very pretty girl. But she just, like, gives this, like, condescending look to Buffy <laughs> that just makes me hate her so bad. Okay. She's very condescending. I also really hate the way that, I mean, I hate everything that he does and mm-hmm. is and lives and thinks and breathes. Yeah. However, I also hate the way that Parker... um dismisses this girl like oh you're gonna be late to class thanks dad yeah (laughs) what yeah like oh you're so caring thank you oh thanks for mansplaining my own schedule to me Yeah, if i want to be late to class screw you that is my responsibility buffy asks parker to reject her again just does Uh, just like please it's so painful and then like he like does this weird tricky thing where the way he describes it makes her apologize. Oh god, the, oh the fact oh, that she apologizes oh, makes me want to just, just burn everything down. Uh, <laughs> just the worst. So again, like the the way that like Beauty and the Beast biffed the whole abusive relationship mm-hmm. thing, the fact that he gets her to apologize to him. Yeah. Ugh. While it drives me fucking insane yeah it's very well done no it is, yeah it makes my screen like, crawl in the way that it should yeah it's like it's clearly like this is what they're intending of like showing you like oh this is just so painful to watch because you can tell what he's doing how she's responding just like being a normal decent human being yep but like in reaction to this basically sociopath who is manipulating yep. her so there's obviously a lot of parallels between Parker rejecting Buffy after sex and Angel rejecting Buffy after sex. Mm-hmm. And we talked about in that in Surprise and Innocence, the idea of men rejecting you once you sleep with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what that played off of. I like the fact that they use this opportunity to be like, no, that happens in real life. You don't have yeah. to be a vampire or evil. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing that girls experience. Yeah. To bring that back, because it really is an important part, I mm-hmm. think, of a woman finding her sexuality and finding that just where that lives with you. That like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to be a sexually active woman, you need to find your own place in terms of how much emotion do I attach to this act? Mm -hmm. If I attach emotion, who do I attach it to? How much, how quickly? I think the same argument can be said for men, but I Mm -hmm. think um, sociologically there's more pressure on women to Mm -hmm. make that choice. Yeah. Kind of as a definition of who you are. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think there's, uh, uh, and I don't have specific research to back this up, but I, I'm fairly certain that there's much more kind of, um, even if it's not truly uh, illegal, like predatory behavior on the behalves of men, people like Parker, yeah. yes. who are, are being manipulative to get, you know, yes, their pleasure. will lie manipulate to get mm-hmm. into your pants. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm a girl and like... The idea that, like, you know, I've heard people say before that, like, straight women don't have to try that hard to get someone to have sex with you. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, any sort of man, especially a straight man, you're going to have mm-hmm. to try harder 
just as like the nature of the genders. But yeah. this just seems like so much freaking effort. <laughs> like, I mean, sex is nice. It's great. But yeah. like, you guys, this is a lot of homework. <laughs> there's good TV out there. Like going through this manipulation and this plan. That's just, mm-hmm. There's planning. There's yeah. manipulation. There's lying. That sounds hard. Yeah. It just sounds really hard. It's like, how are you getting all your schoolwork in? one night of jollies. Mm-hmm. And as we've discussed... Probably about 30 seconds ago. It's, it's like, yeah. that's why, like, I think you're absolutely right. I think for him, it's got to be something other than just the physical yeah. part of it. Because there night. are easier ways, like, you could find women who just want one night stands if you're really looking for it. Yes. I think it's too easy to say. Parker, Especially in college. Yes. I think it's too easy to say Parker just wants one thing. I think it's clearly true that you're right. He, he not only wants that one physical thing, he also wants the emotional satisfaction mm-hmm. of fucking with her. Yeah. Or like somehow like it makes that that one night better for him or special for him or he just can't deal with actually building a relationship but can build up to this point. There's something like really specific about he it. needs a, he yeah. needs help. Um, is this an exact quote from season two when she says to him, did I do something like so in season two, she says, do I do something? Was I not good now here? It seems yeah. like she's about to say it and then yeah. stops herself. I don't know if it's exact. In, I mean, it's. It's debatable, right. like if it's if it's the same, it might be yeah. somewhat coincidental. But I think they're probably yeah going for a parallel there. I didn't see anything when I was looking at it, at like research on it. So Spike shows up to kick Buffy's sunny ass, but it's really weird though. They're in shadow for this whole thing. Did you find anything that they mentioned like why they're making a point of like he can be in the sun, but just kidding, we're going to keep him in a shadow of a tree the whole time? I I think it just like the whole nature of this fight even though it's well choreographed it seems like they they must have gone to like a second set i didn't find anything to prove this but it just seems like i felt like it was like oh but he's he's already so pale he's gonna get a sunburn or like he looks super weird as super pale guy in the sunlight which i was looking forward to i want to see that yeah i don't i i think it was just a reality of where they filmed i didn't find anything that was specifically like they had to put him in shade because of xxy it just seems so weird because in so many times in the show he's in indirect sunlight and Mm -hmm. not burning up that at this point he's in indirect sunlight and it's this big deal yeah (laughs) like no barely come on so the gang is looking for buffy Xander runs into Anya, but quickly runs away. Mm-hmm. Not because he's mean or no. he's rejecting her. It is just because there is bigger shit going yeah. on. And like I understand from Anya's point of view, especially since she is a pretty self-centered character, um, uh, admittedly, she doesn't get that. She just feels like rejected by him. Yeah. Which like I get where she's coming from, but like it's just, I mean like find out the rest of the story, Anya. If he had time to stop and discuss and be like mm-hmm. Listen, someone may actually die if I don't go right now, but let's table this conversation (laughs) for later. Fine. But, like, he's busy. It's fine. So there's a great Buffy Spike fight, like you said, in terms of choreography. Um, Filmed in such a weird spot. It's a weird way. But enjoy what you can get. Yeah. It's going to be the last one you get of the season. Yeah. He's he's going away. Well, not away, but he's... He's not going to be fighting Buffy. Going to be a neuter puppy. Oh, uh, he is. By the way, as much as I love him as a character, he is the worst here. He is such a douche. Oh, it's, he slut shames her. Oh, he's such an asshole. Oh, I saw me, so he slut shames her. Par- let Parker get a poke. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Oh, and then he like calls her dumb. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, you fell for that. Like, oh, uh, you, if the she's only really thick ones fall uh, for that. Oh, and then. 
biggest mistake you can make. He Pissing brings- off Xander? Because Xander <laughs> comes in and saves the day? Oh, wait, no. Very he's dangerous. immediately tabled. <laughs> he brings up Angel. Oh, my job. You have pissed off. Like, this is Mike and I dancing behind Buck. Be like, oh, no, oh, man. Oh, you messed oh, up. Oh, oh, you messed oh, up. Oh, oh. <laughs> you pissed her off. <laughs> you pissed her off, and it makes me so fucking happy. <laughs> she takes his ring. He mm-hmm. runs. Bye. You yeah. deserve it. Spends a little bit too long in the sun without getting like serious. I burns. know. I mean, I just don't get it. The, con- I just want like consistency. It's okay if like members don't immediately burst into flames as sure. soon as they touch sunlight. But sometimes it seems like they do, and sometimes it's exactly. like oh, I'm in the sunlight. I kind of smoke a little bit. And if I'm like, here for 20 minutes, it'll be real like, bad news. I'm in pretty sun here, but nope, it's indirect. No, not yeah. really. No. Okay. Uh, so Giles wants to destroy the ring. But Buffy wants to give it to Angel. I so, like... It's okay because Oz has a gig in LA, so he can do a crossover. I know they established that like in the first scene of the episode. Like, okay, we get it. It's fine. Oh, I like it. It's fine. Um, I, I do think that I would have had a big problem if I'd realized at some point that they destroyed it, and like later on would be like, wait a minute, <laughs> you have a thing that makes vampires not die. Wouldn't you give that to your soulmate? Yeah. Although, uh, and this is a little off topic, I guess if we, we ever get to the, the angel version of this podcast, um, I hate how they deal with it where like, there's like the whole crossover gets the gem and Spike is over and Oz is over on angel. But then at the end, the, the thing is that he says, oh, it's too easy to have this and crushes it. We'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't appreciate it. I do like, however, uh, Willow's line of like, she's giving it to angel. Don't make a fuss. <laughs> Cause he would. And I like yeah. his face about like. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I kind of want to, but okay. <laughs> oh, Buffy's line. Does this always happen? Sleep with a guy mm. and he runs away. Or sleep with the guy and he goes all evil. Because mm. it's true for her. It's only happened twice. I know. It's, it's Sweetie, like no. Mm, Buffy. Anya, Harmony, and Buffy all go on lonely, brokenhearted walks. Mm-hmm. I feel like Anya's a little out of place here. I don't... I feel like they liked, I mean, like three is a nice number that mm-hmm. always feels, you know, just more complete and like a mm-hmm. set. But I mean, Xander didn't mean to hurt her feelings or reject yeah. her. But I mean, I think it's kind of like almost strong solidarity of like, you can solve these feelings even if it is a misunderstanding. Sure. And I mean, they're, they're mis- their argument is probably more real world mm-hmm. in the idea that like, Oh, especially today about like, he didn't text me in the first 48 hours. So yeah. clearly he rejected me and yeah. like, maybe his phone died. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he was like afraid if he texted too soon, he would seem clingy. That's the thing. That, oh, I do find it to be just a weird thing of like, why can't you just like talk to people when just you want to talk to them? Just call the person. Yeah. That's, like, oh my God. Just why do you have them. to read so much into like, wait, he only waited 36 hours or he, uh, she didn't call me for uh, two days and now it's like, uh, just... Yeah. Maybe I liked you and I wanted to talk and I had a free moment. Yeah. So what's the lesson in the harsh light of day? So while I don't think that the lesson needs to be gender specific, Mm -hmm. it is just a fact that more girls are going to get their hearts broken because they attached emotion to a physical act. It can absolutely happen the other way. Mm-hmm. And it, we saw that. And I, I think it's okay that the show does this because we mm-hmm. already saw that last season. Yeah. Xander attached an emotional aspect to sex with Faith. 
And it was just mm-hmm. a one-time thing for fate. So it's yeah. okay that the girls are getting yeah. their episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but basically, if you want to sleep with someone for reasons other than just hormones, mm-hmm. you need to make your intentions clear. Yeah. You need to have that conversation. Where is this going? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Yeah. On both sides. Yeah, and and like that's I think that's the thing where I like the inclusion of uh, Xander and Anya's bit because it really is just like it feels like miscommunication and that's why mm-hmm. Anya feels hurt and why Xander feels confused that they just didn't communicate clearly. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I listen to Dan Savage's podcast, The Savage Lovecast, mm-hmm. uh, and I do love it. And I just listened to one episode that I loved. Uh, there was one girl who was talking about how she was sleeping with this guy but wasn't sure about how he felt for her and she was nervous about talking with him mm-hmm. and i love dan's reaction he's like you're fucking him but you can't ask him a question yeah like i think that's a really good yeah, point and no. i feel like that's kind of the point of this episode like if you're gonna sleep with him that is a super vulnerable personal thing if mm-hmm. you can do that you can ask him the question of hey where is this going where yeah. do we stand he may be a liar and he may lie like parker mm-hmm. and if that's the case that is on him yeah. and not you. And as long as you were mm-hmm. safe, that yeah. sucks. And I'm sorry and wallow yeah. and feel that pain. Mm-hmm. But that is not on you. Yeah. And then also in the case of Harmony, when at all possible, do not knowingly let them be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. If someone's an asshole, call them an asshole mm-hmm. and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the very least, like, stand your ground of like, hey, if you're going to say this shit, I'm going to leave. And then do that. Or like, they were like, oh, I won't do that. And I don't do that. Yeah. But if they continue to do that, go yeah. away. Treat like, me better or yeah. lose me forever. Yeah, exactly. Just like that gem of Amara. What? <laughs> Gotta polish that shit. <laughs> okay, before uh, we move on to the next episode, I think we need to take a break mm-hmm. and hear from our sponsor. Cool. This episode is brought to you by Bachelor Shackles. Billy Mays here. Tired of your captive slayers getting away? Need restraints when the full moon is on the horizon? Just want a conversation piece for your living room, abandoned mansion, or workplace? Buy Bachelor Shackles. They'll restrain anything or anyone. Bachelor Shackles. They restrain so you don't have to. Made of fine Irish steel with two-sided closures and an easy wall mount for no-muss, no-fuss storage. Don't bother with ropes and those tricky knots. What a tangled mess. Store brand cuffs rust and break. A disaster. And designer manacles can cost as much as $500. Who can afford those high prices? Buy Bachelor Shackles. Bachelor Shackles are available for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. These shackles also come with a limited 10-year warranty. And if you don't like your shackles, send them back in 30 days free. Just pay shipping and handling. If you don't want to say grrrg, then get your Bachelor Shackles today before supplies run out. Whether you're an old man of leisure, an intermittent werewolf, or a basement-dwelling serial demon dater, no bachelor can live without bachelor shackles. Order now and receive a free Orb of Thessala paperweight. Supplies are limited. Bachelor shackles! They restrain so you don't have to. Now it's time to put the harsh light of day back on the shelf and open the books on fear itself. Xander's pain. My pumpkins always come out cute. 
I always want them to look scary, but they always come out cute. I just like doing weird pumpkins, like meta pumpkins. Like one year I did a pumpkin inside a pumpkin inside a pumpkin. I think last year at your party you did a pumpkin eating a pumpkin. Or was that... Yeah. Oh, it started off as I just want to do like a weird pumpkin, but then it kind of screwed up. So I made a big mouth pumpkin and then I put another pumpkin in there. Nice. Okay. The only pumpkin, my favorite pumpkin I think I've ever made was one that looked like it was screaming out in pain and then I just left the knife in it. Nice. That was That's my favorite one. So Sandra has a scary night planned for them with a terrifying movie, Fantasia. Uh, brooms. I've actually never seen Phantasm, but I did love Fantasia as a kid. Phantasm is a real funky uh, horror movie where it has some genuinely like scary moments, but also some like, why the fuck are there Jawas in this? <laughs> a little similar to Fantasia, actually. <laughs> the famous Jawa sequence. Yep. Houdini, Mickey Mouse. So the collegiate kids have a different plan in mind. Frat haunted house that ends in a party. Mm-hmm. That is a good idea. I yeah. would go. That sounds like such a cool thing because like just like a haunted house can be kind of disappointing. Just and a frat party can be super disappointing. But you put them together. That actually sounds pretty fun. That sounds great. That sounds super creative. None of the frat parties in my college were that neat. No, it was like, uh, we're doing uh, Halloween. So black and orange. Sure. And like girls are wearing like lingerie and cat ears. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So Buffy's still mopey over Parker. So that, this really reminds me of the last breakup I had before Chris mm-hmm. and I started dating. This guy was like the worst guy I ever dated. He was such a jerk. And I was like much better off after things ended. Super yeah. better off. But I've actually never had someone care so little about me that it really affected my self-esteem mm-hmm. and made me really mopey. And well, I knew right away it wasn't that I missed him because he was terrible and I one had nothing to do with him. But it it made me feel like how worthless must I be that like this loser mm. rejected me. So I feel I feel like Buffy is in a similar spot. Yeah. Although at some point she talks about like if he wanted me back. But oh. I really think it's more about like how worthless must I be if this person yeah. who's so terrible can't give me the time of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. In other words, Buffy, there's nothing the hell wrong with you. No, you're fine and he's a poop head. Mm-hmm. The next day at lunch, Willow is catching Buffy up on her Wiccan abilities. She's mm-hmm. worried that she's plateaued. Can she handle it? Will she know when she's reached her limit? Whoa, to foreshadowing here. Also, the line, what is college for, if not experimenting? Also that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's really going for that. Yeah. Uh, Oz is wor- worried that Willow will get hurt, which mm-hmm. is probably a valid worry. Yeah. Parker is in the cafeteria, so Buffy bails. Uh, she also bails on the party, blaming that she has to patrol. I think good friends get you out of a funk when you're clearly in a funk, when you've had your heart broken, when you're a little depressed, you know, you need someone to pull you out and be like, all right, you're going to put on your party shoes. We're going to go dance it off. But I also feel like, you know, when you've gone through something emotional, cry it out, man. It is totally okay to mope. You stay in bed with your tub of ice cream and feel it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there reaches a point where it's like, we need to bring in the Calvary. This is yeah. an ending when it should in a reasonable amount of time. So Buffy goes to Giles's where he is uncharacteristically enthusiastic about <laughs> Halloween. Wearing your beautiful, vaguely racist costume. Vaguely racist. It's like, you're big enough that I'm not really offended. Yes, I, I, like, the, I like the fringe. Uh, he doesn't oh, in his face. Fuck those fucking tassels. <laughs> it just moves every time he moves. I can only imagine Anthony Stewart had to be like, Fuck this thing. <laughs> See, I feel like he was probably real jazz and may have even suggested it. 
That'd be great. Uh, I, I really hope that's the case. Giles doesn't think there's anything to worry about. Uh, even though Ethan Rain's costumes came to life, hey, that was probably mm. a one-time thing. Yeah, not Halloween. every two seasons. Halloween's fine. I also love how he displays the little Frankenstein and says, see how he shakes? It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even shaking. You're just so excited you couldn't yeah. come up with a word. <laughs> Those things. And I feel like that's such a, a middle-aged person thing. My mom loves those like stuffed things you buy at the drugstore mm-hmm. that, you know, are motion activated yeah, like, and walk. Do-do-do. She loves those things. <laughs> it's funnier when you have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and they get freaked out every time. They either get freaked out or they love it or they yeah. hate it. But just, it's kind of, I guess it's more like, probably if I grew up in a house with like a younger person, it'd mm-hmm. be like, it's like watching a younger person. But I was always the youngest. So it was like, yeah. watch the dog react. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who is super literal, Anya's having a hard time understanding why Xander took her so seriously uh, when she said she was over him. I'm like, sweetie, uh, you know how it works when you take someone at their face value. Yeah. But they're still both really into each other. Uh, so Anya doesn't understand why Xander is still friends with the Scoobies when he's no long when he no longer has anything in common with them. Mm-hmm. They're in college and he's in his parents' basement. Which brings up a very interesting question, I think. Mm-hmm. What does Anya do and where does she live? Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is like literally like two notes down for me. She's very how, judgmental. Yeah, and it's like, how the fuck are you making money, girl? And where are you? You don't living? have parents. You're putting down his parents' basement. Where do you go in between trips to Giles's like, and Xander's? Did you have some kind of like demon cache of money somewhere? Maybe. That is, I mean, that is possible. She but was. It's just like, it's, it's, it is weird that it's never explained. Yes. I wouldn't mind if they didn't explain it if she wasn't judgy as all shit. Yeah, that kind of highlights it a little bit more. <laughs> Although, you know what? Uh, take the edge off because they do in the scene un- uh, mention Uncle Rory. So take a schnapps. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so Xanders tells Anya to dress in something scary for the party tonight. Uh. Dot, dot, dot. meanwhile buffy misses psychology and professor walsh threatens to flunk her if she misses another class harsh which is really unlike college yeah in college they're like you can miss classes and like as long as you take ace the test i don't give a shit what you do the only time is there are some college classes where if you weren't there for like a presentation they would mark you down for me the only classes that where participation mattered was acting classes well yeah well yeah that's that's your only grade yeah that's (laughs) It would be insane for that not to be the case. They can't grade you on talent. Yeah. I wrote this paper on how much acting is. <laughs> uh, so, also, Buffy, you take this class with both Willow and Oz. Get your homework from them. You don't yeah. need to take this verbal abuse. Yeah, you don't need to go to a teacher you know is harsh and then, like, ask for a favor. Yeah, Willow knows you weren't in class. She was mm-hmm. definitely there. She yeah. did not skip class. And she took good notes because she's fucking Willow. Yes. So Riley gives her a pep talk. Oh, Mr. Riley. Oh, God help me. I like him in this moment. Yeah. At the frat house, the boys found a cool-looking symbol and some old book in the library. <laughs> I love how neither Oz or Xander take a moment no. to be like, let's just check this out. No, they're super distracted. It's By adorable. I peeled grapes. Um, how long would that... I've never peeled a grape. I would imagine yeah, that takes that is, forever. And also, like, they seem to do that real early. Like, are peeled grapes going to really, like, stay that fresh just sitting out on a table in an attic for six hours? I don't think anyone's hours? eating them. 
Maybe the gooier and like maybe maybe they're hoping yeah maybe they're hoping because eyeballs wouldn't be cold. I mean, if they're on ice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how like so is the is the illusion supposed to be that these are eyeballs freshly plucked and put into a bowl? Yeah. I thought it was more like we got these from uh, our eyeball guy. (laughs) That guy. Yeah. Sure. Also known as Uncle Rory. Oh what? He's an eyeball thief. (laughs) That's where you never see him constantly just plucking out eyeballs so what i like about this scene uh is that it's nice to see oz in his element oh yeah like you never really do it's always he's like just backing up the scoobies Mm -hmm. and doing their thing and he's making these sarcastic comments Mm -hmm. always as an outsider because that's not really his deal yeah it's nice to see about like here's the thing that i actually know a lot about Mm -hmm. and i'm actually a little verbal about speakers (laughs) and sound quality it is oh. appropriate that he's verbal about speakers. There you go. I I just really like that. I also like the detail that the blood that activates it is his mm. blood, which makes me think like maybe it was specifically werewolf blood. That's kind of oh, cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he cuts himself and he splashes blood on the symbol. Way to go, Oz. No. God. Way to cut your hands up for no reason. One of the plastics fake spiders turns real. Oh no! Kill it with fire, burn the whole house down. Episode done. <laughs> it's ruined now. It's and they ruined. really should know they have the Black Power Ranger there. Oh yeah, no. Why does this episode even happen? Yeah, he should have been like, guys, I got it. I got it. I got it with my nine and a half fingers. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. the The guy who plays the Black Power Ranger, I forget his name offhand. He's in this episode as one of the frat guys. He has nine and a half fingers. He's missing like half a finger. I did the opposite. I thought you meant in one hand. That's why I'm staring at you. Ah, ah. <laughs> Blank face. I'm like, how did I not notice like a bunch of extra fingers? <laughs> a, how did that? Where would they go? Let me just put on my glove. It'll take a while. Uh, 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 That's exactly what I was One hand. Like Princess Bride with the the six-handed man, but like worse. (laughs) By three. So Joyce is letting out Buffy's Red Riding Hood costume. I like it. Buffy opens up to her Mm -hmm. mom, reminiscing about her dad, uh, which reminds her that there's yet another man in her life Mm -hmm. that she has loved, and then he's bailed on her. And reminding the audience that her dad exists. But we're never going to see him. Yep. I like that Joyce relates to Buffy here not as a mom, but as another woman scorned. Yeah, that's cool. It's way more powerful, I think, because any Mm -hmm. mom can be like, oh, honey, you're great, and he's a jerk. Um, and that's helpful. That's fine. Yeah. Everyone needs that pep talk. But I think it's really more meaningful coming from another woman who's, mm-hmm. you know, saying, look, I've I've yeah. had my heart broken worse, yeah. way worse. Yeah. And like, He's I understand where you're coming from. It's hard to come back from that, but it'll get better. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like that's part of the reason Buffy is able to go to this party. And like, I just want to keep telling Buffy, it's not you. I mean, it is your taste of men. But that's like you something you can't control. You have taste of men. You have Cordelia and Anya vet those people. Yeah. Willow was making her way to the party where the eyeballs are now actual eyeballs. Oh, no. Buffy and is... Pippi Longstocking is there. She is. I don't think she's going to be big help against the monsters. Oh. Buffy is Red Riding Hood with weapons in her basket. I, <laughs> by the way, just bought a Halloween costume on clearance because it was... Well, I bought it like a couple months ago right after Halloween because okay. clearance sale. I was like, I'm, why are you buying that in like spring summer i'm cheap as all shit and it was like five bucks down from 30 that's amazing it is an eskimo costume but in reality i'm not going to be an eskimo i'm going to be willow dressed as an eskimo i know i'm so excited for it 
Xander is James Bond, you know, just in case they turn into their costumes. Smart thinking. And I would like if I was in the Buffyverse and knew that that had happened, that would be a thought every single costume I ever wore. I have that thought every year and yeah. I'm not in the Buffyverse. I just figure that might happen. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. You don't really want to be a Buffy they, yeah. or a bunny. Excuse me. You don't really want to be a bunny. They have a short lifespan. Mm-hmm. The past years I have been the Mad Hatter and Harley Quinn. So basically I'm going to be crazy in Halloween. <laughs> I'm those crazy are, in real life. Those are, those are odd choices of like, if I turn in my costume, it's okay. I'll be insane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that's one way to cope with it. It's, it's like, better than being like, you know, fancy party dress lady that's totally helpless. I mean, yeah. Harley Quinn's going to kick your ass. Okay. Yeah. But like, I feel like army guy, James Bond, God, Joan of Arc, all better choices sure. as far as like, I'm going to like be able to get through the night. Yes. But those ones weren't on clearance. Oh, okay. There you go. The frugality <laughs> overrules. Uh, Practicality? Yes, that. Thank you. <laughs> Practicality of a magical curse turning you into your costume, of course. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Willow is Joan of Arc. You know, they have a Aww. lot in common, seeing as how she was almost burned at the stake. Plus, she has that close relationship with God. And Oz has a name tag. <laughs> God. <laughs> I get it. Yes, we all got it, Kristen. And he's gone because he's just the name But I mean, I yeah, that is a good joke, but it does kind of like make me think, oh, Oz would be one of those guys who's too cool to wear a oh, costume. He definitely, and that's why I love this even more, because it's totally an Oz costume, but because it works on some. It works on so many levels, two. Two. I like, most costumes work on one, okay? The fact that it works on two is great. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then you get, the, of course, the like, I could have been God. <laughs> Blasphemer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, so there are army guys patrolling in the open. I guess those are just guys in costumes and we don't have to worry about them. It must have been a great day for them. We're like, hey, guys, we don't have to like hide tonight. I know. It's the best day. It's like casual around. day at the office. Yeah. <laughs> So the gang arrives at a very quiet party house, but things get progressively scarier. First, we get a real spider. No, no. Then real blood. Oh, no. Even worse. Then real bats. Oh, they're endangered. And then a real scary voice demanding, release me. No, that was just Tim. He's he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> Meanwhile, Anya arrives at the party dressed as a giant bunny. But the door is missing. Oh, By the way, furries, start your engines. Oh, ooh. she is very cute. Mm-hmm. A girl screams from the top window, but it boards itself up. Uh, window bricks. It's a really good effect, yeah, actually. It's, it's, it is pretty creepy, especially I think it's, it, it's really good because you don't expect it. Mm. So in like a lot of effects where it's like, I'm turning into a monster. Yeah, there's all this build and up. And then it's like, oh, that monster was underwhelming. Maybe that's the trick. Like, just yeah. do it fast. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> Inside the house, Oz turns off the special effect noises. Thank God. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you catch that joke? Yep. This is the first time I've caught that joke. <laughs> because he's God. Yes. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because of the name tag. Because <laughs> he's God. The name tag of a Seth Green's chest. Thank you, God. And he's God. Ago. So he said, you're <sighs> welcome, because you were thanking him, because he's God. <laughs> I love this episode. Okay. I need to get out of here. Mic drop. Oh. 
Oh, I need uh, that break. So it seems like either no one can hear Xander or they chose a really weird time to ignore him. <laughs> the toy skeleton comes to life in a really good, really gross special effect. Yeah. This is a nasty looking skeleton. It stabs Buffy, uh, but l- luckily rotten bones are pretty easy to break. Mm-hmm. Buffy tells the gang to run for help from Giles while she looks for the survivors. Nice. Speaking of Giles, Anya has already sought him out. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> Sombrero Giles to the rescue. I like the two of them together. And we're going to yeah. see more of them together in season mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Um, I just think they make a really cute pair. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because like Giles suffers no fools. And you could kind of say the same thing about Anya, but in such a different way for such different reasons. Yes. That they, it's just funny how they clash. And, and they neither of them get like pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Willow doesn't appreciate being told what to do and would rather try a guiding spell. She storms off, uh, and then Buffy can't find Xander. Uh. Psst. Hey, Buffy. He's right there. <gasps> Xander's coming from inside the house. <laughs> As the gang splits up, Oz starts to turn into a wolf. But it's not a full moon. What? He scratches Willow and then runs from her, leaving her Aww. all alone. Willow performs her spell and makes a cute little tinkerbell. Aw. But her... Willow the Wisp. It's a... Like a... I think it's an old Celtic like superstition thing. Oh. Willow the Wisp. That very much sounded like... Um, who's Captain Hook's right-hand guy? Smee. I thought you were being Smee. Maybe I am. That's the costume <laughs> I'm going to turn into this year. Watch out, ladies. I'm the real life Smee. <laughs> that popular female <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. Smee. Oh, you don't know about all those Smee shippers? <laughs> They're out there. I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah. But Willow's hemming and hawing causes Tinkerbell to replicate via meiosis <gasps> and form a swarm. She's breathing. Much in- like. The brooms in Fantasia. Mind blown. It was an Easter egg. He was mm-hmm. just foreshadowing the whole time. So she breathes in the swarm, which is an actual nightmare for me. Yeah. Like, have you ever like walked down the street and you see like there's a swarm of gnats and it's Oof. like, I'm going to breathe you in and you are going to live in my body and I will choke on you? I, I don't go, take it that far. <laughs> I think like, me. ooh, it would be gross if I swallowed a gnat. Oh, uh, but no, a bunch of them because they're like in those tight little swarms just... Mm-hmm randomly like all of a sudden we walk down the sidewalk and there'll be a swarm of gnats and it's like i just hold my breath and like cover my face because like mm-hmm. you don't want to breathe that shit in no that's just fine me? okay buffy falls into the basement there broken necked frat boy tells her Oof. she'll always be alone everyone will always leave her and then she's attacked by zombies yeah. which and they I come was... out of the the hands coming on the ground like zool hands and ghostbusters yeah. it's awesome this is i always forget about this when i complain that buffy has no real zombies yeah it's okay these but are the these zombies. aren't real zombies they're illusions fair yeah i want some real fucking zombies on yeah. this show outside giles creates the door <laughs> with a chainsaw <laughs> um, i'm gonna make a door you can do that i can <laughs> badass ripper <laughs> he's riffing through the house there you go buffy escapes the basement only to end up upstairs yeah the party goers are cowering I always forget this. I always, I'm always yeah. like, the, the other party goers just disappeared. And then like I yeah. see them in the corner. They're there. Uh, so Willow and Oz and Xander all show up. The symbol on the floor summons the demon Gaknar. <laughs> Giles bursts in with his chainsaw, destroying the mark of Gaknar. 
punch, stab, break. <laughs> is not one of those ways, and in fact will bring on the fear demon himself. And oh. Gaknar comes forth! I really, the way they do this effect is great. It's so great, but he's four inches tall. Yep. So Buffy just steps on him. It's such a good gag. Yeah. Like I did not see it coming. That mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, this is like near the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh fuck, that that terrifying looking thing is mm-hmm. coming, and he's it's just nothing. Yeah. She steps on him. Don't talk the fear demon. Yeah. <laughs> Why can he hurt me? No, it's tacky. <laughs> Anya admits to bunny fear. Mm-hmm. This makes me really wish that at some point Willow had dressed as a dressed as a frog, huh? so we could compare her bunny fear and mm-hmm. the frog fear. Wonder what that says about them as characters. Why they're afraid of those animals in particular. Well, we find out about Anya's bunny fear in season seven, which oh, I adore. Right. Why don't we ever get an explanation for Willow's frog fear? Mr. Toad's wild ride. That was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some scary shit. It was went too down wild. It was way too wild. Uh, so the inscription beneath the picture of Gaknar. <laughs> Actual, actual size symbol <laughs> clang ching. it's just a beautiful little button at the end of the episode oh, i love it just us the best little buttons he does mm-hmm. so what's the lesson in fear itself don't let your fears control you mm-hmm. i think that's yeah that's pretty much it yeah it's simple it's like one that they've touched on before but like there's enough other fun stuff going on in the episode it's fine that it's like not the most revolutionary yeah, message. So I love this episode. That's I think great. it's it's way up there on mm-hmm. my list. I mean, it's it's short. Yeah. It's to the point. It's a cute monster of the week. Mm-hmm. But I do like that they use it to you know tell us something about these people that yeah. like we probably knew, but it's it's just so much better expressed mm-hmm. in this. It's taking the same basic concept of the episode nightmares. Yeah. But instead of taking these subconscious weird things like. I don't like singing on stage mm-hmm. or, you know, clowns frighten me. You're bringing it deeper and saying, like, mm-hmm. what are you really afraid of? Buffy's afraid that every time she lets someone close to her, she will lose them. Mm-hmm. And so she loses all of her friends. Yeah. They were close to her. And then she's all alone. And she's uh, afraid she'll always end up all alone. I think that goes hand in hand with being the only only slayer. Yeah. And, and besides just, you know, the men that leave her. Oz is afraid both that he can't control the wolf, mm-hmm. which will come into play very quickly yes, here in this absolutely. season, and also that he will hurt Willow. Aww. And so when he's in the house, he both starts to turn into a wolf, and, and he hurts, hurts Willow, Willow and yeah. has to leave her to protect her. Which there foreshadow, are... Foreshadow, foreshadow, Whoa. foreshadow. There are some people who are like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, how could he scratch her and, he, and she doesn't turn? Because or, it's not real. Yeah. I don't think he ever really scratches her. No, 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 no. Nah. That's silly. Yeah. So Willow is afraid uh, that she can't control the magic, and then she can't control the magic. Also, yep. more foreshadowing. And Xander is afraid that his friends won't see him now that they're so different, so they don't see him. Oh, I love how crazy he gets, by the way, when he's like been isolated for a while yes. like, you can't even hear me if i said anything anyway <laughs> he's just like one of those people you see at like 3 a.m on a red line train yes yeah. uh or like in um in movies what are they uh solitary confinement yeah yeah so fun fact about this episode you know it was the seventh and final episode of buffy to feature no vampires oh yeah 
I feel like that they should have had someone of the party coach dress as a vamp, don't you? <laughs> I mean, someone's always always coming dressed as Dracula. That's yeah, just like it's a, just such an easy costume. Yeah, it's just like formal wear and white makeup. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, you do get a skeleton, which is pretty close, and zombies. So you get like you get a lot vampire of the, Yeah, stuff. that's why I'm saying it's weird that you get all those classic stuff and not an actual vamp. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a conscious choice. No. So are you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Common theme that we have today, again, uh, repeating Germany just likes taking a random piece of the story and yes. naming the, the, the title after it. The Harsh Light of Day, apparently what they thought was the most important in this episode in the German title, The Stone of Amara. I mean, that's fair. That's the Mag- MacGuffin of the whole thing. Yeah, but it does It does seem like especially weird on that episode. It's like, you know, a lot of other stuff was going on in the episode. Like, that's not, like, even that closely related to, like, the theme of the episode. It's just what one of the shitty guys in the episode was after. Yeah. Besides uh, banging, going to Bone Town, USA. <laughs> other uh, alternate title I found for Harsh Light of Day in the French, very artistic, disillusion i feel like suddenly that episode needs to be in black and white yeah absolutely it's even black and white half the scenes have to be people facing in different directions but still talking to each other voiceover narration mm-hmm. lots of that shots of the sea sure for fear itself weirdly common theme of uh of the titles again both german and french making it all about gacknar this episode again german, he's the MacGuffin. the german title the demon of fear very true. But in the French, I feel like they did not really watch it that carefully. They call him the Demon of Halloween, which he is not. He just happens to get summoned on Halloween. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, the uh, international trip today. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. So, Skaknar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I guess you could count the skeleton. Yeah, which I mean, like, I actually, like, wrote down in my notes, because that wasn't bad. But, no, like, it wasn't bad, but it's not, like, Slay of the Week. I mean, like, the second I say fear itself, mm-hmm. I feel like the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is, oh, no, she stomps on the little fear demon. See, I think of our former president, FDR, and his beautiful speech that inspired the nation. Well, way to shame me. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Spike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only uh, girl that was thick could have thought, oi, oi, oi. That's the most fucking impression, guys. Well done. I can it's, see your roots are getting lighter. Your it's hair looks better than bleached. that one British demon, though, that was, like, working for Spike. I forgot to mention it earlier. There was, like, some, like, the foreman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had the weirdest, like, James, uh, or, sorry, uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke accent of, like, for no reason like yeah that character didn't even need to be british just making it memorable somehow so i guess mem- like he doesn't need to be it was probably like a, the actor's choice of like they already had a makeup it's like i'm gonna do a british accent mate it's like oh, fine gary whatever i feel i there was one time when i had uh, a one-line role in a play and i was really insistent like i really mm-hmm. wanted to make it like 
a comedic role. Like yeah. I wanted to, to have the, all this nonverbal stuff going on. So I really wanted to do it in a Valley girl accent and like drop all the papers I was supposed to be holding and be chewing this big thing of gum. And like the director's being like, no, just say the line. <laughs> just, just say the line. And, and it's weird. Cause your line was, sorry, the test results came in. <laughs> You're going to die, which is really weird that you made all those choices. I was just really trying to find my character, I felt I like. Yes. <laughs> that valley girl delivering a, a, basically a, a death sentence. Yep. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember?, And join us next time when we dust off Beer Bad and Wild at Heart when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.